Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Say Anagayon. All right. I pray I will finish this. Jesus, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Let me teach deeply tonight. All right. Now, Anagayon, it's a compound word. And I pray, Spirit of God, give us the experience of Anagayon. Give us the experience tonight in your own amazing way. In your own amazing way. Now, the words are Anna and Gion, like you can see. Anna and Gion. Now, Anna means above or up. Above or up or heaven or the heavenly region. Above, up, heaven or the heavenly region that's what it means anna anna above up heaven or the heavenly region and gion is from the root word gay g-e gay in the greek is pronounced gay g-e which means the earth the earth or soil or a country hmm, or inhabitants of a region gay which means the earth or soil or country or inhabitant inhabitants of a region the earth soil country inhabitant of a region so you can put the two together above the earth above the soil above the country above the inhabitants of a region can you see that yes, all right so in in literal terms what anagayon means is the upper room or the upper chamber the upper room or the upper chamber upper room or the upper chamber and that's what I want to talk to you about this evening. The upper room or the upper chamber. I know there are a lot of messages on this. By the grace of God, I want to add on to it. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Now, I mentioned to you that 
if the Bible talks about the upper room or the upper chamber, then it is important for us to look into why the name was mentioned. Because the Holy Spirit does not waste words. Whatever word we find in the scripture, you must understand and ask yourself, Holy Spirit, why did you mention this word? Because he doesn't waste words. He is very economical. And so every word in the scripture is important for us to understand. Now, before I begin, you need to understand that before Jesus, shortly before Jesus died on the cross, he had a three to five hour conversation with his disciples in the upper chamber. Three to five hours conversation. Three to five hours of conversation. Teaching them and talking to them about a lot of things. And you can find this in the book of John chapter 13 to John chapter um, 18. Now in John chapter 13 to chapter 16, that is when the conversation happened. In John chapter 17, that is when Jesus prayed unto the Father. That is what we call the priestly prayer. I think we've mentioned this. And then in chapter 18, Jesus was arrested. So shortly before he was arrested, like if it was in our time, we would say the last words of a dying man. That is why you shouldn't take it lightly. So from chapter 13 to chapter 16, he began to have discourse, discussions with them, teaching them and telling them about stuff for, for three to five, according to theologians, three to five hours of discussion. Now, this was around the time when they had a, the Lord's Supper. Okay? And it was, if you read from chapter 13, it was after Judas had left to go, and the Bible says, and after they had eaten, Satan possessed Judas. And so whilst they were waiting for Judas, it took Judas within three to five hours to bring the people. So whilst they were waiting for Jesus, Jesus had, they were waiting for Judas to do that because Jesus said, you know, um, whatever you have to do, do it now. So he left to go and report or bring the soldiers to come for Jesus. So Jesus had three to five hours with them before he left in chapter 17 to go and pray unto the Father which is called the priestly prayers, where he prayed for God to restore his glory, where he prayed for the disciples, and then he also prayed for you and I today. He prayed for all of us. Hallelujah. Okay. What was the discussion? When you start, when you go home, you can try that. Steady, just read from chapter 13 to chapter 16. You will notice that Jesus spoke about a lot of things. A lot of things. But the focus was on one area. That was the time Jesus was talking about how he was going to hand over power to the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? He began to speak and he spoke about the Holy Ghost for five times. And you understand why, why if it's five, you understand what it is. It stands for grace. Oh, he said, it's expedient that I go. He said, it's good for you that I go so that the Holy Ghost can come. He says, it's good for you. Hallelujah. And today we can share and understand why Jesus said it was good for us or for them those times. They didn't know. 
Because they thought they were losing Jesus, physical Jesus. But they didn't know he was going to come back in a different form. Now, I'll take you through the scriptures. In John chapter 13, he didn't say anything about the, about the Holy Spirit. But through to John chapter 14, from verse 1 to 14, he didn't say anything about the Holy Spirit. He was talking about other things. But from chapter five to chapter, chapter 15 to chapter 26, he began to now introduce the Holy Spirit and talk about the Holy Spirit. Show us John 15, 14, 15. All right, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Then he switched to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you what? Another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. So, this is when the discourse of the Holy Spirit began. Giving them an, a mindset that he was going to hand everything over to the power, not over to the Holy Spirit. Now you can see it here. Now he's saying that the Holy Spirit is the one who will come and be with you forever. Now he was trying to tell them that he would not be with them forever because he was in the flesh. Go on. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I told you about the coexistence of God. Now Jesus was saying that for he dwelleth with you. For he dwelleth. It means he already does. And actually he was talking about he himself. Because in the coexistence of God, the Holy Spirit is in Jesus and Jesus is in the Holy Ghost. And the Father is in the Holy Ghost and the Father is in Jesus. So as Jesus was talking then, the Holy Spirit was in him. So the Holy Spirit was present. So he was trying to tell them that the Holy Spirit is already with you now. But, and shall be in you. Meaning that when he is taken away, now, he will come in the spirit form. But within the Holy Spirit is also Jesus. So, Jesus is in us by the Holy Spirit. If anybody tells you Jesus appeared to you physically, it is not the actual physical manifestation of Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit of God revealing Jesus. Because Jesus is in the Holy Spirit. You know, I was praying with the team and I was telling them that sometimes when we say, let's thank, the, let's thank God, People will start thanking the Father and they will start thanking Jesus and they leave the Holy Spirit out. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We've all done that mistake, right? Yes, but actually, the one you should be thanking is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that makes things happen. He is the God on the earth. Jesus handed over to him. The father caused him to come. He proceeded from the father. So the God on the earth, except you don't believe he is God. And that is the mindset of a lot of people. They don't, they don't see him as God. You must acknowledge him. He is as God as the father. And he is as God as Jesus. But for your information, as we sit here today, God the Father is seated on his throne. And he is able to reach us and do what he wants to do with us by an extension of his hand that is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the means by which the Father is able to access us or reach us. So you cannot do away with the Holy Spirit. To do away with the Holy Spirit is like to cut off your hands. 
and wanting to take the mic. It is impossible. You are able to do what you do. You are able to pray to the Father because of the Holy Ghost. You are able to study the word of God because of the Holy Ghost. You are able to manifest God's glory because of the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, you can do nothing. And that was the same statement Jesus made when he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He said, without me, ye can do nothing. That tells you about the partnership and the coexistence of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Can you see this? All right. Don't worry, you will get it. I'm just laying the foundation. So he said, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Now, if it seeth him not and knoweth him not, why is he saying now he dwelleth with you? Can we analyze something here? Now, he says the world can't see him. They can't know him, yet he dwells with you. Where was he? At that point in time, the only person that was with the disciples was Jesus. So, was Jesus saying he was the Holy Ghost? Can you see that? Jesus was trying to tell you about the uni-plurality of God and the coexistence of God and the co-inherence of God. Do you remember co-inherence? Those of you here. Do you remember co-inherence? What is co-inherence of God? Okay, I would remember, I'll remind you again. Let me use illustrations. Mike, come. Edwin, come. Um, okay. Tina, come. They are, they are, this, this is matter. You can't join matter. <laughs> now, listen. When we say the coexistence of God, it means that when you see this one, automatically, you have seen this one, you have seen this one. That's what it means. As you are seeing this person, you are seeing the same time this one. And you are seeing the same time this one. They coexist. They coexist. Is that okay? That is why Philip said, show us the father. And then Jesus said, Philip, have I not been here with you for long? And you are saying, show me the father. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. So as Jesus was there, remember the Bible says that Jesus was the representation of the Godhead bodily. He was the one representing the, the Father, you know, and the Holy Spirit in the bodily form. So he told Philip that the Father you said I should show you, if you have seen me, you should see the Father. Because I am like the Father and I am like the Holy Ghost. The Father is like me, the Father is like the Holy Ghost. So there is no, you see, that because of lack of knowledge, people want to, of course, they are different persons, yet one God. Person, three persons, one God. That is why we say he is uni-plural. He is three, but one. Not three in one. Not three in one. He is three, but one. Can you see that? Now, it's not like as you see Mike right now, his face will go away and you see the father's face and you go away and you see, no. There are some things you cannot understand. There are some things we must go to heaven to get clarity. That is why we believe by faith. Can you see this? 
Now, if you don't note this, it will affect your praise. It will affect your worship. You would always think that you must bow down to the Father and ignore the Holy Spirit. That is what the church does today. And the Holy Spirit is grieved. The one who gives you that beautiful atmosphere is not the Father. The Father is in heaven. But the Father is in the Holy Spirit here. Now, this is the co-inherence. When we say this one co-inher with this, it means that this one, this one is found in this. And this one is found in this. This one is found in this, is found in this. And this one is found in this, and this one is found in this. And this one is found in this, and this one is found in this. That's what he just told you. For he shall... He said, and when the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. So he made two statements. They see him not, and they cannot know him. Then he said, but ye know him. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit has not been given to them. So how do they know him? He said, for he dwelleth in you. Now remember, here, this is the, lang- this is the words of a, a dying man. He began to now reveal mysteries to them. Things, I'm sure this one will, bar- we will, it will hit their mind. It was after here, Philip said, she was the father. Because they can hear Jesus talk about the father and the father and the Holy Spirit and the father and the Holy Spirit. And he doesn't get said, show, show us the father. Then he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. He was talking about the coexistence of God. I am not different from the father. The father is as me. And I am like the father. Yes, sir. Can you see that? Yes, sir. All right. Please, you can sit down. 18. Then he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will. But the truth is, he has not come to us. The Holy Spirit has come to you or Jesus has come to you as the Holy Spirit or in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is in you by the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is in you, Jesus is in you. The Father is in you. How big are you to contain Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? How big are you? How big is your spirit? (laughs) Is it clear? I know some of you will be confused, but it's more small. You see, that's why you must call him. Pastor Praise, am I here? Is my person here? Is my person here? Is my person here? Is my, my person is here? See, I tricked you. You always attribute person to flesh. Person is not flesh. That is the reason why we don't recognize the Holy Spirit. When we say person, personality, it is your thoughts, your your will, your emotions. It has to do with your soul. That is it. So you see, we don't see the Holy Spirit as a physical person, but he's present, more present than you. Okay, can you feel me? You can feel my presence? Are you sure? How? The, The glory or something? Can you guys feel me? Docas, can you feel me? No, you can only see me. Maybe, maybe I'm standing in front of maybe the presence on me. But you can sense me. Sorry, you yeah, sense. Right? But I'm I'm present. 
Now, that is how the Holy Spirit is. He is always present, but you might not feel him or sense him. Because you have always made up your mind that the presence of a person is when the person is fleshly standing right by you. That is why people don't believe in angels. That is why people don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Because you don't physically see the person. But the point is that he is here. Can you see that? Is that okay for you guys? So as I'm talking to you now, the Holy Spirit is is very present. And he is more real than you. But because we cannot feel him. Now, what we feel in church is not him, but his attribute. So, the feeling, the presence, his power, his fire, and all those kind of things we feel in church. Oh, you know, that is his attribute. The effect of him. So, people now know the effect of the Holy Spirit, but they don't know the Holy Spirit himself. That is why people like the anointing, but they don't like the owner of the anointing. So everybody wants the anointing. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, follow me. They want the effect. I want the person. When you have the person, the effect becomes easy. You don't fellowship with the fire of the Holy Spirit. So you can be fellowshipping and you don't feel anything. Before I came here, I was talking to him. I didn't feel Kobo. So should I feel like Charlie today? He won't speak. No. He heard me. I said, Holy Spirit, let's go. He walked with me. As I'm talking to you, he's speaking through me. I might not feel him. That doesn't mean he's not around. He has emotions. There are words I could utter. He might not like. He might hold the words back. And he might tell. I can even utter it and he might tell me no. And I'll feel like, hmm, I shouldn't have said this. Because he's the one that is stirring me up in what I'm saying. Are you with me? Hmm. So a lot of people don't know the person of the Holy Spirit. But they, they, especially the young people, everybody is seeking the anointing. You see, the anointing is not the fullness of everything. Now, when we talk about the anointing, you even have all. Why? Once you have the Holy Ghost, you have the anointing. In fact, there is no other anointing you need again. You have the fullness of the anointing. What people are looking for is how to use the effect of the Holy Ghost. Can you see the difference? Okay, in 1 John chapter 2 verse 20, the Bible says that ye have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. Look at it. But ye have an unction. The word unction is anointing. Now, the word anointing is not, it's not oil. The word anointing means smearing of something. Now, for example, like the anointing oil people use. That is not anointing oil that the Bible speaks about. I think I've taught you this before. The anointing oil you see, you have bulges and all those kind of things. In those times, the Bible says anointing oil. It never mentioned any brand. <laughs> now, and I keep telling you that there is nothing in that oil. If there was something in it, the sellers would not sell. Who's you? Will you sell? You'll be the richest. In fact, you too, you might not get. 
But the producer will not. <laughs> but when you look at the chemical combinations of the anointing oil, there were spices and all of them were pointing towards the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the scent of heaven. He's the aroma. So Jesus, or God, look at it. Take thou also unto thee principal spices. Now he began to mention them. Of pure mare, 500 shekels. Of sweet cinnamon, half so much, even 250 shekels. And of sweet calamus, 250 shekels. God gave the exact quantity because he was talking about the Holy Spirit who had not been reviewed yet. Go on. And of Acacia, uh, sorry, Cassia, 500 shekels. I don't want, I won't talk about the numbers today. After the shekel of the sanctuary, and what? And of olive oil. So olive oil is part of the, of the you know, ingredient that was used to prepare the anointing oil. So the anointing oil you have at home is not the anointing oil. If you are looking for the anointing oil of the Old Testament, you must have a combination and the quantities of these. Can you see that? All right. Now, why is God, why was this never mentioned in the Old Testament, in the New Testament? Because the one of whom the anointing oil was mentioned has now come in person. So the Holy Spirit has come. And the day you became born again, the fullness of the Holy Spirit came to reside in you. So you have received the fullness of the anointing. When I say fullness, fullness. That you don't need any more anointing. What you should learn to do is walk in the anointing. That is how you stretch your faith. Can you see that? It is the stretching of your faith that releases the anointing that is in you. So, 1 John 2, 20, he said, but ye have an unction. Ye have received. The word is received. Look, ye have an unction from the Holy One and ye know all things. He came with all knowledge. The believer lacks no knowledge. You, in your spirit, you know everything God knows. Hmm. But in your soul, you don't know. Because you must release what is in your spirit into what is in your soul. How do you do that? By the study of the word. As you study the word of God, whatever is already deposited in your spirit begins to come out. Now, when there is a crash, an explosion from the word of God and that which is in your spirit, it is called revelation. So anytime you receive revelation, you are like, whoosh, glory. Why? The truth in the, in the word of God is being released or expressed by the truth you already have. See, the born again in your spirit, you have everything. There's nothing you lack. Look at what he's saying. He said, but ye have an unction. Show me amplified. Ye have an unction from the Holy One. And ye know. You two say, I don't know. He says, you know. But you have been anointed. You see, you have been anointed by you hold a sacred appointment. Okay. The other meaning of anointing is appointment. See, I have been ap appointed to teach the word. Can you see that? Somebody is appointed to do something else. Your appointment is not my appointment. Jesus said in Luke 4, 18. 
He said, the spirit of, of God is upon me. He has anointed me. The word is, he has appointed me to do something. When we understand these words and we put premium on them, people will not be going to doing also. You see, the lifestyle of the believer is not the Old Testament guy. The things they used to chase, we have been given all. All you need to do is to identify Philemon 1.6. He said that the communication of your faith will become effectual by what? Acknowledging the good things that has been deposited inside. Can you see this? So the believer does not want to see what is inside. The believer still wants to pray like something has not been given. When actually, so when I tell you don't pray for blessings, it's not because I'm saying what I don't know. The Bible says you have been blessed with all. And with my little understanding of English, all means all. All spiritual blessings. Now the word spiritual blessing in heavenly places actually say all the blessings that are in the domain of the Holy Ghost has been given to you. How does he confirm this? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 and 13, he says that, but we have not received the spirit that is of this world, but the spirit that is of God, that we might know all the things that have been what? Freely given to us. So the problem is not that God is not answering you. The problem is not that the devil is bigger because he is not. See, you keep fighting a defeated devil. I'm telling you, if I start raising prayer, prayer session here, there are some caliber of people they won't come here. Because you will never hear me say from your father's house or from your mother's house. Because you see, from your mother's house and your father is not the devil. It's not Satan. From your father's house and your mother's house are witches. But their master Satan himself is the one that has been defeated. How much more the apprentices? So the believer must walk in the consciousness of victory. We don't pray for victory. We defend our victory. Because our victory is in Jesus. Listen, Chris, the New Testament is amazing. Only believe what Jesus has done. And you will be safe. You think when you pray those kind of prayers, the devil... No, 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 no. <laughs> Sometimes God will just have some small mercy. We're, we're going to pray here. And I was going to say, something happened. I said, oh, the Lord will do... The Holy Spirit said, hey, the Lord won't do anything. He said, have I not given you my name? Did I not say in my name, you will do, you will do? What are you now calling on the Lord? I said, Abba. Because he said, whatever I allow here on earth shall be allowed. Whatever I stop from happening will stop. Why am I calling the Lord? Because the mindset is so saturated with the Old Testament. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. When, Jesus, when God rose, that was when Jesus came. Don't you understand the first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24? The Bible said Jesus. He said Jesus. He's the wisdom and the power of God. When Jesus came, that was the fullness of God's power. The Holy Ghost has come to enforce God's power, Jesus' power on the earth today. Can you see this? Hmm. So you have all things. You have the anointing. 
Sometimes you go somewhere, you go and minister, and when I start prophesying small and healing people, they will come and hold you. Sometimes, the way they will hold your leg, it's as if there's nothing. See, I can touch you for an effect of the anointing. I won't help you. After some time, you will run in my, in the kind of effect you see for me. But it is not sustained. What I must do is that I must teach you the person of the Holy Spirit so that you can have fellowship with the person of the Holy Spirit. You will realize that there is a lot in you more than me. You will know. Now, after saying that, look at it. Sacred appointment from you have been given an unction from the Holy One and you all know the truth. Or you know all things. He didn't end there. And then in verse 27, he said the same thing. Now, when the Bible speaks about the same thing twice, it, call, it talks about witnessing. It means it is very important for God. But as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, the unction, which, which you are about to receive, which what? It has been received. Catalampano. It has been received from where? Abide where? How? People say they lose the anointing. It is not the oil that leaks in Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes, it was a physical oil. It can leak the apothecary. Houseflies can spoil it. Are you trying to tell me demons can destroy the Holy Ghost? Okay. People talk about fresh fire. Fresh anointing. Let me just explain what they mean. There's a time in your life when you are not yielding to the Holy Spirit. He doesn't leave you. He draws back. When he draws back, it's as if you've lost something. You don't need to go to Atria. You don't need to go to Achimota Forest. You have stopped fellowship talking to him. It's just open your mouth. Spirit of God, how are you today? I'm sorry, you know, I haven't. Yesterday, I felt so empty. I was so busy, I couldn't talk to him. Immediately, I laid on my bed. He made me know that I have ignored him. Oh. <laughs> my lover. No, and I felt it so... Because I felt bad. That, oh, how could, how could I have ignored the Holy Spirit of God? Because he's the one that makes me able to do what I am doing. If I ignore him, who will help me out? So I started talking to him. In, in less than a second, I felt his presence. Then I knew, okay, he's, he's smiling by now. I, I didn't even know you He selected you out of the two. Do you remember in Acts chapter 13, the Bible says, and as they praise and they worship, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work which, that was sanctification. It was a holy call. Unto who? Unto the Gentiles. Even Barnabas they didn't go. They fought. That's why the, the opposite of sin is not holiness. The opposite of holiness is commonness. If you are not holy, it means you are a monk 
the common people. But he chooses you. Oh, according as he has chosen us in him, before him in love, that we should be holy and what? Without blame. Before him in love. Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. When God chooses you, you become holy. When God chooses you, you become uncommon. So every born again is uncommon. Because you are chosen out of the world. Can you see this? But does it mean that you can go out somewhere and have some time? Yes. But you can go and spend some time and and talk to God, pray, but never call it sanctification. And don't do that to gain God's favor or to be blessed of God or to receive anything of God. It's called effort. You have already been given all things. So when you go, you fellowship with the Holy Ghost and you talk to him and thank him about all the things that are resident in you. Remember, the communication of what? Your faith becomes effectual by the acknowledging of what? Every good thing which is in you. Today, the believer doesn't look up. The believer looks in. Can you see this? I know what I'm saying. When you don't appreciate what is in you, you will see yourself today as an. You will see yourself like Eutychus. Today you feel you are in the world. Tomorrow you feel you are not blessed too much. You know you are not anointed properly. Especially if you are a man of God and you have seen some, somebody just comes out the scene and the person is doing amazing things, miracles, etc. You feel like, oh God, when? Can you see this? Okay, so I was talking about, okay. So, so Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will what? Come to you. Has Jesus come to you? How? By the Holy Spirit. Jesus in person has not come to you. The last time we checked, he levitated into heaven. And he sat on the right hand. He has not come yet. He is actually waiting for us so he can come. The rapture. He is not coming. He is only meeting us. He is meeting us in the cloud. Take us into glory. Then he will come again for the Jews. Now when he is coming, that is when the church shall come with him. So Jesus has not come. But Jesus is in you. Jesus is, in he, is here right now. Jesus is wherever you take him. How? By the Holy Spirit. Because he is in the Holy Spirit here. You get the concept now? Okay. So he said, I will not leave you. I, Jesus... I will come to you. I will come to you. He has come to us. He said, if the spirit of Christ is not in you, you are not of him. What is the the spirit of Christ? Why is he called the spirit of Christ? The spirit of Christ is the releasing of the Holy Spirit of Christ by the Holy Spirit into you. So, the Holy Spirit is, Jesus is in you in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I know. You need, say say Holy Spirit, hold your head. Say Holy Spirit. Spirit. Help me, oh. Me two years ago, Charlie. I bought me son. I'm a two Bible, not two baby. No, how can, how can Jesus say, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father? Then before that, he said, the, the words that you hear me speak, it is my Father that dwelleth in me. He said, Father again. It is my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works, John 14, 10. 
Then here he said, if you see me. So he's calling himself father. Is this strange to you? For unto us a child is born. Uh-huh. And, I, uh-huh. and his name shall be called. Uh-huh. Everlasting father. So Jesus is called the everlasting father. Just as the father is the everlasting father. Just as the Holy Ghost is called father. Huh? When he said the John 14, when he said the spirit, the father that dwelleth in me, he wasn't talking about God the Father. Because you see, I told you, God the Father does not get off his throne. It is as he's stuck to his throne. He, he is like his throne, and his throne is like him. So the Bible made descriptions of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He said in John 1 18, he said, No man has ever seen the Father. Except what? His son, where? Proceeds. He said, in the bosom. So he tells you where Jesus came from. The word. Okay, I told you this. In the beginnings of beginnings, there was only one throne. Jesus didn't need another throne because he wasn't Jesus. He was the word. And the word was in the bosom of the father. Jesus received the throne when he became a lamb and a man and was now glorified. The reason why when you go to heaven, you won't see the Father, but you will see Jesus. Because no man has seen the Father, but men have once seen Christ. So the person, when people say, I've seen the Father, yes, you can, but it's once in a while. If you keep seeing the Father plenty like this, I tell you, it's not. Listen, be very cautious with people that keep saying, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen. If you can't see in here, and I'm telling you, whatever they see, I thank God for your revelations. But if we cannot trace what you are sharing with us to the scriptures, we don't believe. With all due respect, we don't. So Jesus is, in, is found, the Bible showed you in the bosom of the Father. Can you see this? So I explained to you that the Father is seated. Remember, the uni plurality or the coexistence of them or the co-inheritance. So the father is on his throne. The word is in him. And you see, they are inseparable. Jesus cried on the cross, Eli, 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 lama sabachthani. Not because the death was painful. Yes, in the flesh, the nails were painful. But that one he could handle. But what he couldn't handle was that for the first time, there was going to be separation. From his father, from the Holy Ghost. I think I've taught you this before. Because the Holy Ghost was watching Jesus on the cross. And the father turned his back on his son. And separated because God has nothing to do with sin. Can you see this? That is why he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So he did not cry and say that because the, the thing was too painful. What could he do? If the, Was it not the same person that said... Do you also want to leave me? If you leave me, I am not left alone. The father is with me. He was trying to tell you that he has the majority. But for the first time, the majority left him. So Jesus died on the cross as a mere man. Because it took, or we needed a mere man to go through that ordeal. Because it was a mere man that brought sin into the world. So we needed a mere man to bring in salvation. Okay, 
if it was the Holy Spirit that was with him in death, the Bible says it was the power of the Holy Spirit. God wrought his power when he raised Jesus from the dead. Can you see that? There's a lot to talk about, you see. So when you are talking, stop saying, oh, we common people there. Really? That's pride. That's pride, actually. You are a chosen. You cannot be a commoner. Then he said, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. Look at it. But ye see me, because I live, and ye shall live also. You see, he has, twist, he has twisted the topic now. Okay, go on. At that day, ye shall know that and and partnership. Partnership. He said, I am in the Father. So, I am in the Father. And you are in me. And I am in you. So, Jesus is saying that I am in the Father as well as in you. And you are in me in God. So, you are in me in the Father. So, you are in me as well as in the Father. And the Father is in Jesus. So, if Jesus is in us, then the Father is in Jesus and in us. You are not, that is why you should not be allowing the devil, sicknesses, etc. You are not an ordinary person. Greater is he that is in you. You must understand this thing and displace the devil. You don't play with him. You are not. You are in the realms of God. You are in the class. The Bible says in 1 John 4, is it 10 or 15? It says that he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. He said, God dwelleth in him and him in God. God dwells in you and you dwell in God. And you say there is a witch that is playing with your life. You are saying it is hypertension or cancer or whatever. When your body catches cancer, laugh. Because it's just one part of your of your body. Of, your, of you. See, you are a body. See, you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in the body. Sicknesses can only touch your body. It cannot touch your soul. It cannot touch your spirit. Why are you then afraid? If you are afraid of sickness, it means that you have trained your mind to think like a man of the flesh. And when you think like a man of the flesh, you will die. How do I mean? To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So the doctor says, I have cancer. I say, thank you for telling me there's something in my body. Now you go back and release power from where power is stored. From your spirit. And you begin to speak forth. In a minute. The love of God brings up miracles. Listen. Focus on the greater one inside. Look at all the things he's saying. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Listen, God doesn't want anyone to suffer. You suffer at your own ignorance. See, what makes everything God thinks about you and everything God has said about you come alive is your faith. That's why he told you the just, you are the just. Because you are justified by faith. He said the just shall live by faith. Charlie, you are cut. You said no, it's dead. He said it's mended. In the name of Jesus. You stand and wait for it to see it mended. 
wallet? Yes. <laughs> you are feeling the pain. But the Bible never said at the name of Jesus that the pain will think like it will go or not. He said every knee bows. At the name of Jesus. So there are a lot of people that mention the name of Jesus. Sometimes they believe. Sometimes they don't believe. Especially when it looks like the matter looks like it's persisting. It means you believe what you are seeing, what you are feeling than what the word of God says. In other words, you have not trained yourself to believe the word of God. What is faith? Responding to the word. The word says A, you say yes sir. The word says B, you say yes sir. The word says D, you say yes sir. You don't think twice about the word. The word says you are blessed. Yes. You see some believers and they put in a story, my, my greatness will come. And I ask them, what kind of language is this? You are speaking hope. Hope has never given anybody anything. It only gives you good feeling. The Bible never, it said three things abide. Hope, faith, and love, right? They abide. But when he was talking to how you will live your life, he didn't say you will live by hope. Even Abraham didn't live by hope. He hoped against the hope. In other words, he pulled what, listen, it was Sarah's fault. Reason why it took 25 years. How do I know? In Hebrew chapter 6, 11, the Bible says, and when Sarah herself believed, she received strength to conceive. If she had believed long ago, she would have received the same strength to conceive. She did not. It was Abraham that was that had faith in God and kept believing. Even when God came from heaven to her house and God says a year by this time you have a child, she laughed. Now, her laughter was prophecy anyway. Her laughter was prophecy. Because that's his son's name. I think it means laughter. God was trying to get her in line with spiritual things. He said, why did you laugh? I didn't laugh. <laughs> God said, hey, you are prophetic. <laughs> but she lied. She lied. See, at the age of 70, 76, 77, 78, all the years from 75 to 100, and from her, for her from 60 to uh, 90, she could have had children. Every year was a year for her. Every year is good for you when you walk by faith. See, we are in February, right? Yes, February is meaningless unless you begin to do something. So you are organizing a, a, a love, a haver. You are organizing things within the space of the month. If you don't do, it will be like that. Huh? The month has no blessings for you. The year has no blessing. You are the blessed who enters the year and make it happen. If today I decided not to teach you, the day would have gone. But we make good use of today by teaching the word. So you are, you are, you would have, I mean, you will benefit, or you are benefiting from the day. Can you see this? Look at it. Who against hope? 
Who against hope? Believed in hope. Uh-huh. That he might become the father of many nations. According to the word. According to that which was spoken. You must always go against hope. What is hope? Hope is that which has not been seen. But is expected. Charlie, people live by hope. Oh. You, you will die early. Hope doesn't give you anything. You only feel like Charlie, one day I go be. Go be. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma Night at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Frenessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-275100800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name,